Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey No. And welcome to Tuesday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis hanging with you till 11 o'clock tonight. Your sister's balls are coming in at 9.10. I always wanted to say that on the radio. I never thought I'd reach the day in my broadcast career where that would be a promo. Your sister's balls are just dropping by? Yeah, coming up, coming up at 10. Your sister's balls are coming in. Okay. <laughs> you don't get to keep yours. You're Your dropping sisters, in. You're dropping in. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Look at that. Pretty soon we'll be holding auditions here. Ryan Bissell, my producer. Uh, funny thing happened to Ryan Bissell, my producer, today. Tell us what happened. You, you leave the state, you go to Philadelphia, and you see what happens. Get that. Tell, tell the people uh, what happened. All, all right. So this is what happened. Uh, so if I'm not a, a big city guy. I grew up in Hunterdon County. You know, you'd be lucky to, you know, hit another house if you threw a rock really hard. And so when I went into the city and I got out of my car... We're looking for my friend. We spot him across the road. And as I'm walking across to meet them, a guy came out and cut across to like meet me at the end there. And, you know, sometimes you can kind of be like, you know, oh, sorry, I didn't see it. Like, you know, just right. trying to get do my thing here. But he, he got in front of me in a way that I just couldn't do that. And he said, oh, hey, man, I just need 250. My feet, they hurt so much. I got to get on the bus. And so I thought I had three singles in my wallet. So I foolishly reach into my pocket and pull out my wallet and I look inside and I have two 20s and a $2 bill that I always keep in there. You have a $2 bill? I do have a $2 bill and it's beat to death and it's worth nothing. Oh, sure. you don't spend it. This no, is, it's, oh, it's like a little lucky a $2 good. bill that's destroyed now. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, and so he sees, you know, the money in my wallet. I don't think he sees what the, the numbers are. So I say, hey man, you know, I thought I had the money. I have larger bills. You know, I can't give this to you. And he's like, oh, please, man, I saw you have money. I'm like, nah, like these are larger bills. I really, I'm kind of hard on money myself here. I got to, right. you know, keep it for me. And uh, so I, I kind of- It being your money. It all. being my money, of right. course. So I poke my friend's arm and I'm like, hey, guy, man, let's, let's get out of here. So I start walking away and he follows me. So he, he gets in front of me again and he's like, hey, man, you know, quit screwing with me. He used expletives. Quit screwing with me. You know, I, I saw you have money in your wallet. You know, give me something here. And I'm just like, I can't. Like, really, I'm sorry. And so I try to walk away again and he gets in front of me again. So I'm he like- He gets in front of you? Yeah, okay. he steps in front of me. So I said, hey, man, I really have no money for you. At this point, I'm using expletives because I'm kind of a little bit scared at this point. Right. So I'm like, hey, man, I got no expletive money for you. I'm just, you know- Please leave me alone. And I look at my two friends who are there with me and I say, come on, guys. And then I look at him back in the eyes and I go, we're leaving. And he didn't pursue us after that. Really? Yeah. All right. So you know what? See, like, you never, ever open your wallet around. Never open your wallet. Guy is for money. Um, you, you know whether you're going to do it, yes or no. Yeah. And if you're not going to do it, no, I have no money. Never let anybody see you open your wallet. 
But, I mean, you know what? You hear the stories of, like, you know, the beggars, you want to do something nice for them. But when you get these over-aggressive attacking guys, you know, who won't get out of your face, that's something different. Yeah. And you had two guys with you. And did the two guys, were they willing to step in and help you out or anything? <laughs> well, here's what's funny. We go end up... Or did they just kind of walk ahead? We don't even know this guy. Well, later on, my we go into a pizza shop, and my buddy's like, oh, here, I got some money for you to, to pay for it. And he hands me, like, a, a few singles. And I'm just like, dude, you could have helped me Where out Where the back hell there. were you when I needed you before? Yeah, we could have just avoided the whole altercation, and then you could have just been like, hey, man, just Venmo me the money. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Ask, the, ask the, uh, the urchin if he's got Venmo. Hey, dude, you got Venmo? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I never, that's a great one. I never carry cash. Oh, What's your phone. Venmo number? I'll be happy to send it to you that way. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. 1-800-283-101.5. Has anyone ever been harassed by a beggar? You know what I mean? We've talked about it. Would you give money to a homeless person? And that's a different story because I have no problem giving money to homeless people. If you see somebody who really needs it, and a lot of times when you walk through the city, when you walk through the streets, they're invisible. And, uh, and there's a lot of sad stories there. But have you ever had to deal with an aggressive beggar, an aggressive, for lack of a better word, a guy who is asking you for money and will not let up? I remember going to a Yankee game and uh, a guy starts squeegeeing in the car. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, uh, I know guys that have gotten out of the car with baseball bats, but, you know, <laughs> the guys start squeegeeing in the car. You, you got to give them the money. But if you ever had that situation, how did you handle it? You know, you want to be a nice guy. And if it's a situation where the person asking is a nice guy, that's one thing. Or a nice per But when the guy is overly aggressive in your face, won't leave you demanding the money. What do you do? And then if you do anything, you're the bad guy. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had that situation? Right? You, you got to see Ryan. Ryan weighs over 50 pounds. You know? Ryan's not, you know, he's a guy that could, you know, that somebody could easily pick on. No offense to Ryan. But here you got three, you got three guys, and this guy's in your face. You owe me money. Like, it belongs to him. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's get, let's get Corey and Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Corey. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All's well. I've been driving for a while listening to you guys. So Thank you. I have a crazy story. Um, in Mexico, homeless people and there's wild dogs on the streets. Right. I gave a woman um, a taco that I bought and some money, and the dog came and stole the taco from her. It was, like, so intense. Get out. Interaction. It was mind-blowing to me. The dog stole the taco? Yeah, she had like two children with her, and the dog came up and snatched it from her. It was... Oh, my yeah, God. Out of my, out of my jurisdiction. I never saw anything like that in my life. It was very sad, very intense. What'd you do? Well, I had given her money, and I just left. I mean, yeah. that's not what hey, I could do. I you know what? Know. She had the money. That's the good thing. You know, she'd yeah. go buy her own taco. That's amazing. My wife, we were in Fort Lauderdale on vacation. And uh, walking along a pier, and I bought her a hot dog. And damn, if a seagull doesn't come from the sky, fly down, take the hot dog. No, uh, I was going to almost said a bad word. No s out of the bun and just in stride and took off with the hot dog. They are ruthless. Even they, here in New Jersey, the seagulls are ruthless. Oh yeah, in New Jersey they'll exercise a tax on you. The seagulls, the, the geese that we got across the street. 
Corey, that's some story. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been pursued by, by an aggressive panhandler, an aggressive beggar, someone who wouldn't take no for an answer? How did you handle it? 1-800-283-101.5. We may be able to handle it a lot easier in New Jersey. I'll tell you about that coming up. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? We need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription is needed. Same-day opportunities. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity rehab.com. That's trinity rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. In minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather is brought to you by Maloof Auto Group. Ryan, get the phone. Maloof has a huge inventory of new vehicles in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Stop getting put on a waiting list. Put yourself in the driver's seat with six brands to choose from and excellent customer service. Shop Route 1 in North Brunswick or online at maloof.com. Steve Treble Ace. Uh, there's a great food truck called Your Sister's Balls. <laughs> I just love saying that. And uh, I wrote a story about it on nj1015.com. They're coming in here at uh, Nicole and Debbie at uh, 910. They make a sausage and pepper meatball. What a great, a sausage and pepper meatball. And I, I, I never heard of that until I saw it and realized how brilliant this was. So uh, we'll be talking about that at 910. In the meantime, uh, my producer, Ryan, goes to Philadelphia. See what happens when you go to Philadelphia, right? Uh, ends up getting, like, not assaulted, but relentlessly uh, uh, followed by a beggar who uh, refused to let him ride. And finally, uh, Ryan got rid of him. Have you ever had a guy beg you for money? Or a woman, anybody. A guy be beg you for money or beg you for anything and just relentlessly would not let up. 1-800-283-101.5. What did you do? Steve's in Morristown on New Jersey 101.5. Steve up. Hey, Steve, man. Always great to be on your show. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm glad you're here. What happened? Hey, it's not a money thing, but um, I was in the parking lot of a quick check, and this guy, it's, it's kind of early morning. This guy's walking around a lot. As soon as I pull my car on, this guy's walking around a lot with a baseball bat, of all things. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think he's a baseball player, just, you know, as no. a side note. Um, no. You know, you know, so I think nothing of it. You know, he's kind of on the other side of the parking lot. I'm, I'm on one side, so I get up. And I start going towards the front door to quick check. And the guy quickly comes over to me and starts begging me for a ride. A ride? Like, yeah. It's like, uh, so I asked him, it's like, a ride where? And, and, and yeah, I forgot exactly where he wanted to go, but the guy would not let up. So what'd you do? So, you know, I just walked away from him and I go towards the store and he's following me to the store and I guess he he harassed some other people. So the store manager, employee, whatever, 
met this guy with me at the front door and basically told him, I was like, no, get out. So, you know, I go in, I get my coffee and my snack and stuff like that. I come back out after the lot and there he is again. Oh, man. I'm, just, I'm trying to get to my car and he's in between me and the car. I was like, okay, you, you, you know, this is not going to end well. No. So, uh, you, you know, you're perfect timing. You, you can't get any more perfect than this, Steve. I'm standing there. He's standing there. We're staring each other down. And who, 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 you know, who pulls into the park lot but a cop? That is perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turn around. I start walking towards the cop car, and he bolted. <laughs> and you offered to buy the cop a cup of coffee, right? You bought the cop coffee, and you bought the cop. Not the cops would eat donuts. You bought the cop a donut, right? You know what? You know what? Now that you say it, Steve, I really should have. Of uh, course you um, should yeah. have. Why do you think? I yeah, think cops yeah. wait outside they, just for that moment where they could pull in and save the yeah. day. Yeah, so I gave him the whole story, though, and it was like, yeah, I'll keep my eye out for him and stuff like that. But, I mean, this guy bolted like his butt was on fire. Oh, of course. You know what? I mean, some of the, there was, um, um, I forget the name of the convenience store. Uh, when I would come home from Philadelphia and I'd stop in there and grab a bite and, you know, you'd try to like, grab a coffee for the ride home. And you'd see these guys sitting in front and they're right by the door and they're waiting to get you either when you go in or you come out. It's horrible for yeah. business. I don't want to be hassled. I mean, if I want to help the guy, I'd be happy to help. But when you say yeah. no, no is no, you know, and, yeah. and they just become a nuisance. And they're never going to get them. Some people, some people would be afraid, or they'd knuckle under. They give them the money. You know, you stood your ground. I'm, I'm, that's good for you. But it's dangerous stuff, man. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I am all for helping people who need money. You know, I have. I can't tell you how many times I've reached in my pocket and then we give. I, it's not a homeless situation. These are not. It's not about homeless people. These are about aggressive panhandlers, aggressive beggars who uh, they they cite their prey. They see who they could, you know, who they could really hit up for money, and then they make their assault. They go after them. Uh, happened to my producer today. Has it ever happened to you? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Joe is in Patterson under Jersey one zero one point five. What's up, Joe? Hey, Steve. Uh, great show as always. Thank you. And, um, anyway, um, I remember being in New York uh, about a year ago, two years ago, and um, I won a lottery ticket to scratch off. Right. So in New York, when you win, they check out the machine. If you're a winner, I only won five bucks. But uh, off the, over the machine, they start playing, you're in the money. Oh, no. The money. So every even bodega, it's like, oh, my God, a winner. So I left the bodega with three people uh, leaving with me. And um, the one guy wanted my cell phone. So I figured, okay, you know. So um, and I, I'm old time, so I have a flip phone. Right. He's looking at it. He goes, that's it? That's your phone? I go, yeah, that's it. He goes, I don't want it. Keep it. So, um, yeah, I was lucky, so it was great. So how about that? You, you know what? But you know what? I can't believe they do that. I wouldn't want anyone to know, Joe. Thanks for the call. If I hit, I don't need anybody singing. You're in the money in the store where the guy's about to give me money. I want it like, shh. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been the victim of that? Have you ever been like, you know, approached on the street by someone asking you for money? And no matter how many times you say no, they won't let up. What do you do? You know, uh, and it could be all kinds of different situations. You ever beg for money or panhandle? I know guys would panhandle. When I was a kid, 
we used to, we would have a contest. Like when I lived in Union City, we hung out inside of, in front of a place called Gina's Pizza on 19th Street. And we would, guys would be, you know, guys would be walking by. I just need like another quarter. I could get to Bergenfield. I got to get the bus. Can you help me out? And whatever money we got by four o'clock, we would pool. And we'd go into Gina's and get like pizza, soda, whatever. But we were like 12-year-old kids at the time. But 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had the deal? with, like, aggressive panhandlers? And how did it work out for you? You know, um, the cops aren't always there. And it's a shame because, like, they hang out in front of the store. It ruins the business of some of the stores. But have you ever been in that situation? And what did you do? 1-800-283-101.5. We're not talking about homeless people now. We're not talking about, you know, uh, people just down on their luck, living on the street, and need the money. These are people who actively are there. That's their job. Their job is to find people, vulnerable people, that they think they can get money from. And uh, once they scope you out, they swoop down, and they're relentless until you give them something. And my producer, Ryan, today refused to give him anything. And I know my producer, Ryan, when he refused to give you something, you ain't getting nothing. (laughs) 1-800-283-101.5. Solo is here. How you doing, kiddo? I am good, Trav. What's up? We got uh, we got meatballs coming in. I heard. You going to be around? I will be here. Okay. For meatballs? For from meatballs? that place? Uh-huh. You know that place, yeah. right? What a name. I love it. All my years in radio, I right? never thought I'd cut a promo. And coming up tonight, your sister's, sister's balls. balls. Does it get any better than that? <laughs> right. Genius. It's genius. I love it. Wild E. Coyote. Super genius. <laughs> 730. Well, now the latest New Jersey news from NJ 1015. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by W. Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable. But with a Generac automatic standby generator from W. Danley, you'll always have power. Right now, get 0% financing with payments as low as $139 a month. Visit Danley911.com. Terms and conditions apply. I 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. My, no? Okay. Uh, we talking about earlier, uh, beggars, uh, beggars who can't be choosy but uh, relentless when it comes to uh, haranguing people for money and uh, your experiences with that. One way to stop that. Uh, it's looking, you know, like uh, the Christmas song. It's beginning to look a lot like concealed carry in New Jersey. Everywhere you go. It's looking like concealed carry is going to become a lot easier here in New Jersey. Uh, With those firearm permits, uh, according to a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that happened in June in 2022. And uh, months after New Jersey passed its own law trying to ban guns from sensitive places, a federal judge said, I know you don't. And uh, now uh, New Jersey's appealing. On Monday, the state filed an emergency motion for stay pending appeal while also simultaneously moving to expedite uh, the underlying appeal. And if you go to nj1015.com, all the places in New Jersey where you can now legally carry a gun have been posted by our own errand vote. And it's pretty much everywhere. Because when the federal judge, when the uh, Supreme Court said, you can conceal carry in New Jersey. The first thing Governor Murphy did was he came up with laws uh, saying, okay, you can, but you just can't do it in these places, which was pretty much every place. Federal judge strikes that down. And now we have a list of places in New Jersey where you can now legally carry a gun. 
and uh, stadiums, right, under the judge's preliminary injunction, entertainment venues, including stadiums, arenas, amusement parks, cannot be restricted by state law from allowing law-abiding citizens to carry a concealed gun for self-defense. The big underlying exception, any private business or resident can explicitly ban firearms in their property. So the state, you can do it unless the, unless the property owner says you can't. Bars. The judge said that uh, a ban on handguns in restaurants or bars serving alcohol criminalizes a carry permit holder's mere presence at those locations with a handgun, even if the carry permit holder does not consume alcohol. So those with concealed carry permits can now bring their guns into such New Jersey establishments, again, unless the owners have an explicit sign against it. So restaurants puts up a sign that says, uh, no guns allowed, you can't bring your gun. Uh, restaurants serving alcohol were the same as bars under the judge's order. Uh, same thing, casinos. Uh, judge said while modern-day casinos might be historically new, the state failed to show any firearm law from states that allowed gambling that restricted firearms at gambling establishments. And there's a bunch of places here. The beach, the boardwalk, entertainment venues, parks, zoos, movie theaters, houses of worship, uh, inside vehicles, public film sets, libraries. Uh, so my question here is not about can you know, should you be able to carry a gun in New Jersey? You can carry a gun in New Jersey. Here's my question to you. At 1-800-283-101.5, do you feel safer knowing that there are legal gun owners, there could be people legally carrying a gun in your presence in New Jersey. Do you does that make you feel safer or unsafe? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, for me, I got a Twitter poll up too. You can follow me at Real Steve Trev. And uh let me see where where are we with the Twitter poll right now? I just put it up like during a break. And uh we got 117 votes. 66.7% feel safer, 33.3% do not. I don't understand how you wouldn't. Because right now I mean, without that law, right, before the Supreme Court, the only people carrying guns were carrying guns illegally. So you would figure that if you're in a, you know, if you're in a, a, a venue, a crowded area, whatever, if you're out in public in New Jersey and there are people carrying guns, I'm going to guess more of them would be legal, you know, re- legal gun owners responsible gun owners than uh, those that would be doing it illegally or those that don't have a permit or those that are not allowed to carry the firearm for whatever reason. Does it make you feel safer or unsafe? 1-800-283-101.5. Does it bother you? Will it make you more reticent to go out in a big place, in a venue? I mean, for me, I'm looking at all these places. You think about all the crimes that have been committed at some of these places. You know, like casinos, like houses of worship, like the theater. You know, and to know that, like, when there was a, a, a guy shooting up a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, that if somebody in that room had a gun, the guy probably wouldn't have even gone in. Not about how would he, you know, would he have been able to fend the guy off? Chances are the guy would probably have not gone in. How many crimes will be prevented? From people now knowing that 
there are going to be people in this place, wherever it is, that have registered guns, that have legal firearms on them. And if that's the case, you know, they could get hurt. 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, my question, will concealed carry in New Jersey make you feel safer or unsafe? And tell me why. Give me the reason why you would feel unsafe. Because right now, or not right now, but up until now, the only people concealed carrying in New Jersey pretty much were the guys who were doing it illegally. You know, and of course, there were registered gun owners that had to go through all kinds of hoops to be able to make it happen. But where are you on this? And uh, makes sense to me. Richie's in Edison, New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking, Rich? What am I thinking? Well, um, I'm actually a Florida resident. Okay. And I drive a truck coming up here all the time. Right. And I've actually, I carry a weapon on me at home, and I've actually had to use it in order to stop a crime. What happened? If it was, um, place where I was at was in the process of getting robbed. Without, saw what was going on, grabbed my sidearm, came back in, drew my weapon, trained it at the assailant, and had him drop his weapon. You're a lucky man. I caught the drop on him. Very lucky that he didn't turn and fire at me. Exactly. Okay. But had the drop on him where he did not see me until it was too late. Right. Okay. I do not recommend people seeing that, thinking, okay, well, I'm going to go out and stop a crime and draw and go get a gun. and. No, no. I'm talking like about responsible people. I'm not talking about everybody should not go out and get a gun and turn this into Wow Wow West. I'm talking about if you're not a gun owner at all. I'm not a gun guy at all. I, I'm never going to get a gun. But if I'm walking, in, if I'm walking around in Walmart... I feel better knowing that there are people in there that aren't armed just in case anybody decides to pull a gun and do something stupid. That maybe that would yes. deter that person from doing that. Yes. Not knowing who is carrying um, can be a very serious deterrent because you never know who that person is, where they could be, and do you want to engage with someone that possibly could be armed? Exactly. Rich, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You thought it'd be 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Giving you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. This is the last week you could win a free shortcation. Good luck from all of us here in New Jersey 101.5. The station that is asking you, will concealed carry in New Jersey make you feel safer or unsafe? Uh, on the Twitter poll that I've got up, 138 votes, 66.7% say safer. And 33 and a third say unsafer. Where are you? 1-800-283-101.5. I can get you on if you call right now. Kettle Kid says, uh, freedom makes me feel safer than restricted freedom. And that makes a lot of sense. The only thing is in New Jersey, we do everything possible to restrict you. Because freedom needs to be met on government terms here. Uh, and that's why they're contesting this. 
uh, and the argument that they make the contestant makes no sense. Uh, let's see, CW, I'm sure police will love to deal with open carry. Makes their job a lot easier, I'm sure. Maybe they are the ones who should be asked how they would feel having to deal with that. Well, if you're a police officer and you're listening, give me a call. Tell me what you think. Take the poll. 1-800-283-101.5. Neither, says uh, Chaley. It should be a right in every state. You would think that. You would think it would be a right in every state, but it's not. And uh, here in New Jersey, it wasn't for the longest time until the Supreme Court said, uh, no, you can't do that. You got to let him carry a gun. Uh, But where are you? Would this be something that would make you want to go out and buy one? Would this be something that would either make you say, you know what, I'm going to get a gun for my own protection. Learn how to use it. Please don't get a gun if you're not going to learn how to use it. Uh, Or, you know what, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get a gun. But I feel safer knowing that if I'm in a public place, that there are responsible gun owners there who, uh, you know, could deter any kind of possible crime protect me i'm not expecting that but perhaps the idea that uh a gun owner you know an illegal gun owner someone thinking about committing a crime someone thinking about uh you know going into one of these public places and uh you know pulling and firing could be deterred by the fact that there may be responsible uh gun owners in the room but look at listen to this list of where you can now carry a gun in new jersey uh, thanks to the federal judge. You know, it starts out stadiums, bars, restaurants, uh, casinos, beaches, boardwalks, entertainment venues, parks, zoos, movie theaters, houses of worship, inside cars, public film sets, libraries, Concerts, entertainment venues, ambulatory care facilities, medical offices, airports as checked baggage, as checked luggage. Uh, There's that Sam Kinison bit where his girlfriend put a gun in his suitcase. Uh, Airport pickup drop-off area, trains, train stations, bus stops, firearms policy coalition cheers the judge's order. They're very happy about it. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel? Give me a call. I'll get you on right after the break. Want more New Jersey 101.5? Sign up for our email newsletter. Get all our local news reports, plus the latest from our hosts. Visit nj1015.com to sign up today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel safer or unsafe with everybody being able to carry a gun in New Jersey? Well, when I went into the break, I had a bunch of callers. And now coming out of the break, I got a bunch of different callers. I don't know what happened during the break. But uh, I do have a Twitter poll up. And the Twitter poll was very, very simply asking that question. Uh... Will carrying a concealed carry, will concealed carry in New Jersey make you feel A, safer, B, unsafe? Uh, we got 70.3 going with the safer, 29.7 going with the unsafe. And we had a question come in. Uh, my producer, Ryan Bissell, not only fielded the question, but hunted down the answer. What do we got? 
Yes, straight from the New Jersey government page. So the question was, if carrying from another state and you're pulled over, can you still be ticketed or fined if you're carrying it in that concealed carry kind of way? And the short answer is, uh, no, you cannot carry it in that kind of way. Um, because as you're transporting it into New Jersey, it would be considered a weapon in transit into New Jersey. And so you can have it in New Jersey. You just can't bring it into New Jersey. Well, you can have it with you in your vehicle, but it needs to, you can't have, be able to like just, can't you know, reach you. over and have yeah, it. You can't have it on you. Yeah. And so, so you get here. Yeah. And so if you're traveling through New Jersey, then there's a whole list of things that you need to follow. And I would recommend going to the New NJ.gov page and seeing what those are because it is pages with uh, sections like the kind of thing where there's like a one subsection A type thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Short answer, no. (laughs) All right. So the short answer, no. But if you're in New Jersey, federal judge says, uh, Supreme Court says you can still carry. And then New Jersey says, uh, no, you can't. We're going to appeal it. And then the federal judge says, oh, yes, you can. And struck down that. Now there's an appeal on Monday. So uh, Phil is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Phil. Hey, Steve, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, when I was in Arizona, you could carry a gun on your hip. Right. But if you walked into a bar, you had to check that gun. Because, okay. when, you know, when people are drinking, they're not in their right mind. Okay, you but know? what if they're in the bar and they're not drinking? It's, it's not allowed. It's not allowed to not drink in a bar? Not allowed to have a gun in the bar. See, in New Jersey, you can. Yeah, well, that does. That's what I'm worried about. You know. Well, you got you got to imagine that. Now, keep in mind that first of all, responsible gun owners, and here, according to Bards on NJ1015.com, Aaron Vote, the judge said that a ban on handguns at restaurants or bars serving alcohol criminalizes a carry permit holder's mere presence at those locations with a handgun, even if the carry permit holder does not consume alcohol. So those with concealed carry permits can now bring their guns into such New Jersey establishments. Again, unless the owners have an explicit sign against it. So here's what could happen. Uh, we, you know, the federal judge says you can carry anywhere you want in New Jersey. Now, the move for Murphy would be to uh, put pressure on the businesses to put signs up saying you can't have a gun here. And that would be the only way they would be able to do it. Greg is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. Um, I am in favor of concealed carry, right. even though I do not own a gun. Me um, neither, yeah. With the liberals and the Democrats, it's an ideological objection. They, they will not listen to data and facts that show that with concealed carry, crime goes down dramatically and quickly because criminals don't know anymore which one of their potential victims could be armed. And could turn them into a potential victim. Exactly. Get what they deserve. But um, they, they won't listen. I've had this argument with, with many Democrats, and it's just, it's just ideological. They, they won't hear any of these statistics. I mean, I, the Indiana mall shooter, right? right. Some maniac came out and started shooting away at, at random people. He killed three and injured two. In 15 seconds, a, a legally armed, concealed carry kid, I think he was 20, right. threw his weapon, put eight shots out of 10 into the shooter, sent him straight to hell, and he must have saved 50 or 60 lives. So you look at that, and then the people who, who are mass shooters, 
they will find a weapon one way or another, right? Criminals will... Well, that's the thing. I mean, right now, the only people, I mean, before the law, the only people who were carrying, with a small exception, were those who were carrying illegally. So all this does is at least level the playing field. That it just makes it's common sense to me, you know. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's like people just you know praying on their own fear uh, that they're you know paranoid about it. But the simple fact is, if more people, more responsible gun owners are in the room than irresponsible gun owners, you've got a definite advantage when it comes to safety. Yes, and responsible gun owners do not use their weapons for criminal purposes, and if they go into bars. They're responsible enough to know not to get drunk or not to drink at all because they're carrying. Yeah. And, um, and all the laws still exist. You know, I mean, if you do shoot somebody, there's going to be health to pay. There's going to be a penalty. You know, that we do have laws. It doesn't make you exempt because you can conceal carry and you have the laws that you have to abide by. You know, that that's what makes this so silly. Yeah. And, and the background checks that everyone is screaming for that they think is so great. I'm not opposed to them as such. It's just that they don't. They're not nearly as effective as the Democrats say they are. You know, a determined shooter will get his gun. Adam Lanza did not have a background check. His mother had his guns and, and her guns, and she passed a background check. The Las Vegas shooter, mm. he passed a background check. Most of these lunatics either pass a background check or get their guns some other way, right? So you have to plan on lunatics and evil people getting weapons one way or another, and the best way to plan for that is to have an armed population so at least there's a chance to resist and fight back. Well, you know what? It's our right, and everybody should have that right. Craig, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. 182 votes. Will concealed carry in New Jersey make you feel safer? 70.9%. Unsafer, 29.1%. We had some people call earlier, before the news, who were going to argue the point that they would feel unsafe. And they're not calling now. So uh, if you do, I'd love to hear the argument. Because, I mean, to me, like, I'm just arguing common sense. I'm not a gun owner. I'm not going to be a gun owner. But, I mean, it just makes, it just makes sense to me uh, when I look at it that way. That, you know, if more responsible gun owners have guns, then those irresponsible are going to be outnumbered and you're going to be safer. You know, looking at some of the responses I got from the Twitter poll... Uh, neither, but it should be a right in the state. I totally agree with that. Uh, drunk, uh, drunk and full, uh, albeit a small part is the fact that I don't want to be the next hero in the news, especially like that family man was just uh, laid out with his family at a Jersey Gardens mall or some other mall in New Jersey and had uh, a CCW, his legal firearm, on his hand. And got the mall shooter. Yes, I feel safer. Uh, and that, those are the stories that we've been getting. You know, it just, again, to me, it makes common sense. So concealed carry is in New Jersey. And it looks like it's going to stay here, despite the efforts of uh, the state. Uh, Doug, I want to give you more time. So hang out. 1-800-283-101.5. Very, very simple question. Will concealed carry in New Jersey make you feel safer or unsafer? Don't leave money on the table if you have to move out of state. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage has buyers lined up. You can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. John's mom had already moved to Texas. He had a power of attorney to sell her home in Aberdeen. Because of permit requirements with the township, this sale was no easy task. But Robert 
and his team were up to the challenge, assisting John every step of the way with amazing results, getting John to the closing table after 18 showings and multiple offers in 23 days on the market, selling the home for $325,000, which was $26,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ. And then you start Bennett's on New Jersey. 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. Your sister's balls coming up at 910. Stick around. You want to hear that. All right. Uh, will concealed carry in New Jersey make you feel safer, says the Twitter poll, 71.4, unsafer, 28.6, 189 votes in less than an hour. How do you feel about it? It's good. It's happening in New Jersey, despite the efforts of the state to make it not happen. Uh, let's talk to Doug in South River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am a concealed carry permit holder in New Jersey uh, for about six months now. What made you do it? What made you get the gun? Um, well, I've always been kind of like a you know a gun guy. You know, I've, I've, so that's just something I've been waiting for in New Jersey. Right. Um, and then, you know, once it finally happened, once the news broke, I you know started the process, which was very tedious, but uh, it's always been something I've sought after. How hard is the process? Uh, it's, it's, they make it pretty tedious. I, I, I think it's by design, to be honest, you know, right. so people kind of, they start the train and then it's so complicated and so convoluted that they lose interest halfway through. Yeah. All right. But you stuck with it. So now, now that you've got it, you know, what, what made you do it? And, uh, how do you feel now that you have it? Um, like, like you said earlier, um, it's, it's the best way to say it is you're leveling the playing field. Um, you know, there's there's people that are going to be having them that shouldn't, right? You know, as in criminals and everything, and it's just something to level the playing field to protect myself, my like you know loved ones, people you care about, and you know, honestly, God forbid, if you're in a situation like where there's an active shooter, you could be the difference between getting yourself and your loved ones out of the situation, mm-hmm. or possibly saving other people's lives. That's you know, in my opinion. Have you given that any thought? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. I'm uh I'm I'm willing you know once I think once you're a carry permit holder right. and a gun owner in general I think you're honestly accepting a social responsibility that you know if something is going on you know you, you owe it to yourself and the people around you to be trained with it right and know what you're doing with it you know but you think about those situations like look should this ever happen you know you're ready to go like you would you know, would you pull it would you use it oh uh, yeah obviously everything's uh you know objective but i you know i have to i've trained in courses for concealed carry and everything and i mm-hmm. and that's also part of getting the process you have to train with it and you have to qualify you know and you know show them that you are able to use it properly and everything and it's quite tedious um it's the same process that they use for the fbi oh, okay qualification all right well doug thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 bob is in lakewood on new jersey 101.5 bob your thoughts <clears throat> well, it's a fantastic topic, and it's a topic that really needs to be addressed, especially in this time that we're living. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think concealed carry is, is a definite uh, plus for every citizen 
uh, you know, that lives in the state, the great state of uh, New Jersey. And it's not only their legal, but it's their constitutional right to be able to protect themselves and their families and their loved ones. And, you know, nobody ever wants to go around and, and get into a situation where, you know, they're going to have to use unnecessary force. But God forbid you're in a situation where you don't have access to a phone or you can't get in touch with law enforcement and you're put in a very, you know, precarious position where somebody's breaking into your house. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Well, you, yeah, and just the fact that you have it. Now, do you have a permit? Do you conceal carry? Yes, no question about it. How long have you had it? I also have, uh, just so you know, I also have family and law enforcement. They're all behind this, mm -hmm. okay? They can only be in so many places at the same time. And the thing is, uh, listen, I'll leave you with this, okay. okay? If we don't learn from our past history, it's doomed to repeat itself. Right. All you have to look is, look what happened in Germany. Look what happened during the Holocaust. These people, they took their guns away from them. They had no way of defending themselves. You think they wanted to, to go to these consecration camps? You think they wanted that to happen to them? They had no choice. They couldn't defend themselves. Well, here's, so, here's a question. Yeah. With, you say law enforcement is behind this. So if some, you know, people are going to be held, because law enforcement in a lot of ways have their hands tied right now with all these laws yeah. about what they can and can't do. Private citizens are also going to have their hands tied. Uh, with what they can and can't do. But as far as like, you know, the when you say law enforcement is behind this, are they behind it because it's just going to uh, take the pressure off of them? Are they behind it because uh, it's going to give people more to worry about, which hopefully will make them more reticent to, com you know, less reticent to commit a crime? I'm talking about the irresponsible gun owner. Right. Well, there you go. You know, listen, the, the thing is, when you do... Uh, apply to get the concealed carry, there is a level of responsibility that comes with that. Right. And, you know, you have to take it very seriously. And like your previous caller, uh, you know, he hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's not an easy process is the reason why it's not an easy process. Have you okay. ever used you your gun? Yes. You not against somebody else, but right. I, you know, you go and you're training and, and you want to be proficient in how to use it. And God forbid, if you ever need to, you're going to be prepared. Right. All right, Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. We got it. So it's not a question of how do you feel about it. That's We're past that. We got it. And it's looking like uh, it's it's here to stay. Concealed carry in New Jersey is here to stay. Uh, 202 votes on the Twitter poll, 71.8% people feel safer. I would love to hear from someone who doesn't feel safer. I don't understand the argument there. If the idea that you're uh, you're in a situation, you're in a public place, somebody pulls out a gun, you're scared, and all you can do is wait for the police to show up. Hopefully, they'll be able to do something when they do show up, thanks to the laws being what they are. Or on the other side, uh, maybe somebody's there that you know, a responsible gun owner, which would put the fear of God or put the thought in the head of the irresponsible gun owner that, uh, you know, this may not turn out well for you. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, Equalize is a real popular show on television right now. I remember the original with Edward Woodward. The Equalizer with Edward Woodward was a good equalizer. I liked him, you know. And uh, uh, it was back in the 80s, and it ran about four years. Right? And right after that was a show called Wise Guy, which I loved with Ken Wall.
Now they brought the equalizer back with uh, Queen Latifah, which is kind of, for me, kind of weird. Because <laughs> I don't, when I, when I think of Queen Latifah, I'm not thinking equalizer. But anyway, back to this. Uh, what are your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. Jen, did you ever see Wise Guy? Remember the show with Ken Wall? I did not see that. You never saw Wise Guy? You would have loved no. Wise Guy. No. It was the precursor to The Sopranos. Oh, really? It was like from 1987 to 1990. Oh, okay. Ken Wall, okay. Kevin Spacey, Ray Sharkey, uh, Jerry Lewis was in it. Ron Silva was amazing. That's a good lineup, man. It was a great Yeah. Line. You ever see the original Equalizer? Yeah, yeah. That was good. Edward yeah. Woodward? Yeah. Yeah, he was a good the, show. That was yeah, a pretty good, was good show. Now they brought that back with Queen Latifah. <laughs> I, I don't think, when I see Queen Latifah, I'm not thinking. I Equalizer. haven't seen this one, though. Is she good in it? I can't watch it. Oh, you haven't? It, it makes no sense. <laughs> Think of Queen Latifah as a crime fighter in the middle of the night. Stop breaking up gang fights. She's kind of badass, though, don't you think? Against a gang? <laughs> She's the queen. Uh, yeah. How'd you like to be that gang? What'd you we, we lost to Queen Latifah. <laughs> Turn in your gang card. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. 1-800-283-101.5. So the concealed carry is pretty much here to stay in New Jersey. Does it make you feel safe or does it make you feel unsafe? I got I got ye old Twitter poll coming up, and I'll give you the results right after the lovely and talented generous solo. It's 830. Now the lady- this is 101.5. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. We get the concealed carry in New Jersey. Federal judge upheld it. The state tried to figure out ways around it. Now they're appealing it. We're going to get concealed carry in New Jersey. Uh, more and more people applying. Are you one of them? And uh, do you feel safer or unsafe? I got a Twitter poll up with 208 votes. 71.6% feel safer, which to me is a no-brainer. But I'd love to hear from the people who feel unsafe, but they don't seem to be calling. Warren, uh, Muhammad is in Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Muhammad. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? All right, pretty good. Um, so I, as as I was saying before, I I applied for the concealed carry, and you know I'm I'm going through the motions, I'm going through the steps. Um, I definitely would feel safer. I'm a victim of uh, a violent crime. You are. Um, not to say that I'm I'm yeah. That that being said, I'm not gun happy or anything like that. I am a pistol owner. Right. Um, and then I follow the rules. I mean, you know, New Jersey allows us to own a pistol. I own a pistol. I can't take it out of my house. It doesn't leave the house uh, unless I'm at the firing range. Uh, I'd like the ability to have a concealed carry. And if, if I'm granted that, you know, I, I may or may not exercise it. That's my right. Right. Um, but I, I, had a, I, I posed the scenario. Uh, what if what happened in the subway in New York where a guy acted in self-defense and, and to protect others on the train car? Um, after all was said and done, they found the guy was mentally ill or they are saying that the guy was mentally ill and, uh, shouldn't have been a victim. What would happen if, if, if a guy with a concealed carry, uh, shot somebody that posed an immediate threat and then they tried to use that defense? Well, they're kind of oh, using the self, you're, ta- you're talking about, I know you're talking about, uh, they're using that as self-defense anyway. Basically, they're saying that the guy with the chokehold was defending himself. Uh, so, you know, so there's that. The real question is, why 
are the New York laws so bad that this situation can prevail where you have so many mentally ill people running around the subways and nobody can stop it? You know, that's the bigger problem. Right. Uh, but that's New York's problem. You know, here in New Jersey, the idea that it's, it's your right and if you have a gun and you know how to use it and you can protect yourself, the scary thing, you know, you have to make sure that you know what you're doing because the scary thing is you don't want people running out buying guns because they can and then getting themselves in situations where they get themselves killed, you know, uh, because they don't know what they're doing or they're posing a threat to someone else or, or a perceived threat to someone else. You know, the, there's another side to this, but it's, you know, it's more about the idea that for me, knowing that there are people in the room who can protect me makes me feel safer as opposed to if nobody had a gun and the only people in the room were the guys who had the illegal guns, I, that makes me feel unsafe. Makes I couldn't sense. agree more. All right. What was your violent crime? What happened? Uh, so I work in Brooklyn right. and I commute pretty much every day. Right. And uh, I manage a property in Brooklyn and uh, we have, well, as you said, New York has a bunch of problems. Yes. But um, with the with the legalized of pot, uh, it pretty much gives everybody, including these minors, you know, the right to go anywhere they want and smoke pot. So one of the buildings that I manage, we have a high school nearby, and we had about twenty some odd students during the day, uh, you know, gather up in the in the foyer and in the stairwell right. smoking pot. Right. So I asked them to leave the building, and I've done this many times before. This is almost a daily occurrence for us. And uh, usually it goes without incident. This time, uh, three of them stayed back and jumped me. Oh. And 17, yeah, this happened in February. Uh, they literally just caught two of the three guys, and they let them go because of their age. See, New York. Uh, they're all, yeah, they're all, they're, yeah, they're all out on uh, four months probation, which is basically, you know, a slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, I have like $7,000 worth of medical bills. They stole my phone. This is what drives people to buy guns. Muhammad, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Michael's on Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Michael. Yeah, hi. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I've, I've, um, I just want to mention I've had my carry permit since January. I applied in October. Right. I've had it since then. And um, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel safer having it. I just Michael, not... you're breaking up a little. Can you take two steps to the oh, right? Sure, absolutely. Oh, wow, yeah. it worked. No, okay, I... go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to say that uh, I didn't necessarily feel safer. I just right. wanted to be more legal because I know that we're such uh, an onerous state here that will find any reason to go after um, someone that's trying to protect themselves or their family first. Right. Um, really, you got to be careful with it because so many times that you have it, you might put it on you and you go out and you think you're going to go to the store and what do you see at Walmart but a, a, a gun-free zone uh, decal on the door. You know, you go to eat a cheesecake factory, you see a gun-free zone uh, decal. So you got to keep taking yeah. it out. You got to keep... Uh, see, here, here's my question, though, because I was, I was going to talk about this. You know, the idea that if you put a sign, if the owner says no guns of the property, there can be no guns. So if you have concealed carry, is it worth it for the owner to lose that business? Uh, well, as, as us, 
just think about ourselves defending ourselves, where would some of the places that we'd want to take it? Maybe a movie theater, maybe a mall. Right. Well, those are all gun-free zones right now. Well, that's the thing. So, so if you if you go, are they all gun-free zones or, you know, or... Not necessarily all, but most of them. And they say that if they're posted, mm -hmm. and even if you miss that sign, if you walk by the... You're in trouble. That ...didn't have the sticker. Yeah, yeah. We'd be the ones that were arrested that night, even if you're trying to defend yourself. And believe me, I didn't get it because I want to be the lone hero at a Walmart right. shooting back at somebody. You yeah. know, if anything, I'm going to be taking care of my family, pushing them to safety first. And then, you know, we'll assess the situation. In fact, I don't even want to be known that I'm carrying it. I don't wear it in a way that everybody can see it. Right. You know, because, there, it, you know, you're, you're just kind of putting yourself out there that you're going to be the one that has to respond. But really, I know that if anything happened and I had to take that out, my life might be over at that point. Because well, I'd yeah. be defending myself, my family. I'd be losing my, maybe my business, my time that I'm, I'm be able to work. I'd be defending myself and going through all my savings just for, for legal fees. So, and you uh, don't know the talent of, you don't know the ability of the guy on the other side with the other gun. You know, I mean, you could be killed, God forbid. But, you know, but yeah. the thing is, so why would a business, like these gun-free zones, why wouldn't you want responsible gun owners in the place just in case something happens? Again, all you're doing is making it easy for someone to commit a, commit a, commit a crime. Yeah, yeah, no, you are. But, but, but one of the main reasons that I got it really was just to be, more in compliance. Just think about it. Now, if you had your weapon in the car, you wouldn't right. have to separate the ammunition from, from the gun. Yeah, it's kind of silly, to say, too. I'm, yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't Wait have right to here. I got to go to the trunk and get my gun. Hold this. <laughs> I got, I'm done. I got to go down a block and get the bullets. Hold on. Don't move. I'll be right back. Don't be yeah. or, or we could have been arrested if we were deviating from a gun range. If we stopped at Burger King on the way back from a gun range, mm. we would be performing an illegal action at that point. If you get the carry permit, now you don't have to worry about that. The same thing in your house. Mm -hmm. You don't have to separate your ammunition from the gun, one in the lockbox and one over here. Now you can actually have it. Think about if you're trying to defend yourself on your property and you happen to step over the property line or at the edge of your yeah. uh, sidewalk, then I'd be the one arrested that night. But That's silly. Michael, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. The concealed carry in New Jersey. Uh, it's a here. And uh, as much as they're trying to make it go away, it's pretty much going to stay here. Does it make you feel safer or unsafer? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Stay down. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Uh, coming up at 9-10. Your sister's balls. You like meatballs? Oh, my God. These guys make incredible. These, these women make incredible meatballs. Nicole, Debbie, the story, the, a, a meatball made out of sausage and peppers. A meatball made out of sausage. It's like the best of both worlds. Uh, coming up in 910, we'll talk, we'll talk food trucks. Uh, right now, uh, concealed carry is going to happen in New Jersey. It's already happening. More and more people applying. The Supreme Court made it uh, easier to, for it to happen in New Jersey. And uh, despite uh, Governor Murphy and his band of renown trying to uh, stop it, uh, the places in New Jersey where you can uh, conceal carry, stadiums, bars, restaurants, casinos, beaches, boardwalks, uh, entertainment venues, parks, zoos, movie theaters, houses of worship, uh, inside cars, public film sets, libraries, concerts, ambulatory care facilities, medical offices, uh, places where illegal people may have a gun. 
legal people can have a gun now. Airport says check luggage, um, airport pickup or drop off area, trains, train stations, buses, bus stops. Uh, so basically, uh, does this make you feel more or less safe? Is basically the question. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Now, all these places, if you if the sign, uh, if the business posts a sign saying it's a gun free zone, then you can't carry your gun in there. So now, as we had a caller talk about earlier, here you are walking around with your concealed carry. You went, you got the permit. Life is grand, but you can't go anywhere because the businesses themselves are keeping you out. So the next step: Why would a business want to keep you out if you own a business? Would you have a problem with uh, licensed, responsible gun owners having their weapon in your place? 1-800-283-101.5. Because if you don't, then the only possible people who could be in your place with a gun would be uh, the bad guys. Cynthia is in Newark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, hi. How are you? Good. How you doing? Okay, you know what? I'm driving. I said, wait a minute. He said we could conceal and carry now. I'm not a gun loving person. I'm afraid of guns, and um, I don't want to be like I'm in Florida or in Georgia. I only think I was so safe, whether it's criminal, legal, or not legal. But what about if only the criminal has the gun? Then uh, the good guy doesn't have a gun. Is that a good idea? That is not a good idea. I don't like neither one of them having guns. Okay, but you can't stop the bad guy. No, I can't. Can't. All we're doing now is stopping a good guy. You know, my brother's a cop, and he left his gun in my house. Right. I freaked. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was going to go off. I was going to go off. You know? uh, keep so, it in the other room, locked up. You go, you leave the house. Well, you know what? But that's the thing, though. I mean, right now, if you if you only have the irresponsible people with the guns, you're in a bad situation. Well, that's plenty of them anyway. They're not going to listen. They're not going to... Um, but they, if they have bring to, th- a gun when it's not. But if they have to think about it. right now anyway. But what if they have to think about the fact that wherever they bring this gun, there may be somebody else with a gun as well who may be better at it than they are? Could be. Could give them pause. You got to be responsible, though. Don't just get a gun and conceal it. You're not going to be responsible. No, no, you got to be responsible. Yeah, you got you got to know what you're doing. You got there's a whole thing they put you through. They don't just hand you the gun. Yeah, I hope they bet them too. I mean, like if you got some criminal background, don't get it. No, they do all that. You know, they do all that. So, I mean, that's the thing. But anyway, the only thing I'm saying here is by doing this, at least you level the playing field. And, you yeah. know, yeah, to, to me, that that to me, it makes the most sense. You know, the first time I saw a guy carrying a gun, my husband and I was in Georgia. Right. And we was going to a store. Right. And this guy, it wasn't even concealed. He had it like a holster. Like he was in the Wild West. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's to let everybody know. that Look what I got. Yeah, I, yeah, I he was showing off. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, chances are he didn't use it, right? No, I, I wouldn't mess with the guy anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Who would? Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Want to connect with our hosts? Use our app chat to instantly get your thoughts to our hosts. Download our free New Jersey one hundred one point five app and click on the chat button today. Get you through the night. All right, Steve Trevelace. Getting you through the night till 11 o'clock tonight, you and me, talking Jersey, because that's what we do, at 1-800-283-101.5. So, uh, Saturday afternoon, I'm hungry, 
And I'm thinking like I always go on Facebook and uh, I, I crowdsource and I, I ask my uh, my following. I got like 5,000 Facebook followers and because they don't, after 5,000, they don't let you have any more. You got to go to a fan page. So I ask and these people are all foodies and they say, where are the best food trucks in New Jersey? And Mark Pika, we call him Meatball Mark because he uh, reviews meatballs and he sends me a video of uh, a conversation that he had with uh, your sister's balls was the food truck. <laughs> and uh, Nicole Montecalvo is on the video. And she was so good, and you made me so hungry that I got to know more about this. So I, I called the number, and I get Debbie answering the phone. And uh, one thing leads to another, and we've got a story on the website, and we've got the most delicious balls in this studio that you would ever imagine. And Nicole Montecalvo is here. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I, I am great now that you're here. This is this is an incredible story. Now tell me, how, how did this whole idea come about? Well, it actually wasn't my idea. It was my son. Joey, you're sitting over here? Joey Meatballs. Uh, what am I talking to you for? <laughs> Joey Meatballs. How did this idea come about? Well, uh, we were visiting my cousin's cafe in uh -huh. New York. Okay. And... She was talking about like an upcoming event, like a, a festival. Right. And I pretty much jokingly, somewhat serious, said, Ma, we should sell the meatballs, you know, because they're the best ever. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Modest, isn't he? She, um, she kind of took it as a joke. I don't think she knew it was San Gennaro. I and didn't. Then yeah. The Feast of San Gennaro? I thought it was just some, I thought I was going to bring a crock pot and throw some meatballs in there. I didn't know this was going to be, you know, millions of people over 12 days. I'm just, you know, I'm just a mom making Just meatballs. a mom making meatballs. <laughs> this is like a country song. Just a mom <laughs> making meatballs. Yeah, I wasn't ready for all that. So, uh... Yeah, so my cousin said, oh, it's San Gennaro. You have to pay this money. And I'm like, wait a second. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't do this. I make meatballs in my kitchen for a couple of kids. Like, I can't. And uh, I told Joey, I said, honey, I don't think I could do this. You know, it's, it's like a really big deal. And he kind of gave me this face. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> Mom mode. I'll oh, he the, put the I'm face gonna on. Make the meatballs. We're gonna figure it out. He um, knows how to use the face. And we did. I oh, called yeah. everyone. My mother, my father, my sisters, his friends. We had literally everyone making meatballs for, a, I don't know, maybe like a month. We made over five thousand meatballs. You're kidding. It yeah. was insane. It was like <laughs> it was crazy. Now, it now was nuts. what makes the what makes the meatball? First of all, we got to get to this. We got to cover this. How did you get the name? How did you get the name your sister's balls? And that's the way you got to say it. You can't just say your sister's balls. You got to say your sister's balls. How do you? How, how did you get the name? We really. I wasn't really thinking about anything. You know. Uh, what did you say? Debbie, get on the mic. Come on, Debbie. Debbie. Debbie won't get on the mic. Really Debbie's the one made this meatballs. happen. I was really thinking meatballs. I wasn't thinking anything else. And. Right. Um, I had sisters, and it was going to be uh, myself and my sister, and I, and I don't know. We just said, your sister's balls. And, you know, we're Italian, so right. I grew up. I gathered that. There were a lot of Italian slang, your sister's. I don't know. Can you curse on here? No, you can't okay. say your sister's so, ass. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I had in my mind. I could hear my dad saying it. And so, <laughs> we were so for dad. Like, so. He was an Italian, you know, Brooklyn guy. That was right. just something that was said really all the time. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, 
that's kind of just where it came from. So now, but what makes them so good? Because everybody's got the secret ingredient, right? Whoa. Uh, no, what makes can't. them so, <laughs> I have to ask. You, you could say no, but I have I to ask. I tell you. People come to the truck all the time and they ask me, what, you know, what's in the meatballs? And I look at them, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I can't answer you. You're asking two Italian women what we put in our meatballs? We're going to have to kill you. We can't, we can't tell you. You've got to give them the Italian reply. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> right? A little yeah, bit of this, a little bit of that. That's the Italian today, reply. So they want to know because, and then they blame it on their allergies. Well, I can't have this. Oh. Is that in there? Or I can't have gluten. Is that in there? Process you know, start, of elimination. Yeah, they do that to me a lot lately. Well, you know, marijuana is legal in Jersey. Yes, we actually, we did, um, what did we do? We did some kind of festival. The, four, oh, yeah. the, 420 Mar festival. the 420 festival. Yeah. Oh, you did the 420 we festival? I, I wrote there. about it. I'm no. There. It Danny Trainer's down there. Yeah, it was. And Steve Weissman? Insane. It was really fun. We had a great time. Oh, my we had God. A, our tip jar was filled with joints and edibles <laughs> and everything you could possibly imagine. You must have made meatballs for six months getting ready we for the 420 really festival. Had a good time. It was funny. People would come up to the window and forget why they were there. And I'm like, you want meatballs here? And, or they would just say, give me whatever. I don't care. Just make something. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was a good time. All right. Now, now we got to talk about the balls. All right. Now tell me, tell me, uh, tell me about the meatballs. First of all, what's, you know, not so much what makes them so great. Just tell me what makes them so great. So we have regular meatballs. Right. We don't do the three the three meats. I just do. I love that. I just want the beef. I, I, yeah, you I know why? Because like, I like to taste it raw. Yeah. I don't like oh the. God. Yeah, I'm a we, big. The, I like every that. time we roll meatballs. I am. That's how we make sure that they're all. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, that you taste it. That's how you tell. I exactly. Eat them. No, it's bad. Huh? Always. I yeah. Always eat them. I know. I worked in a butcher shop in Hoboken for a little while before I get into radio. And I was in charge of the ground steak, grounding the ground steak. Mm -hmm. And I would have a salt shaker in my pocket. <laughs> so it would come through. I'd be stealing oh, it. <laughs> so, all right. So, so you make the all beef meatballs. So we do all beef. And then we do turkey, which is basically the same recipe as the beef. It's just obviously ground turkey. So it's mm. a little healthier. For those poor people that won't admit they love yeah, beef. the healthier crowd. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we do sausage and peppers. So That's the one to me is a game changer. I never heard of that. Yeah. And when I saw that, I lit up. What yeah, a great they, idea. They, um, they're awesome. We do uh, Italian sausage meat. We get, all, well, we get all of our meat from the butcher's block in Long Branch. So mm -hmm. it's like the best that you could get. They are. So they really we, are. Um, yeah. So their sausage meat is amazing. So we do Italian sausage meat. We chop up onions and uh, multicolored peppers. We chop everything up and... Uh, you know, and you mold it all together like yeah, a meatball. we roll it into a meatball. How no breadcrumbs are gluten-free, the sausage ones. Right. You put breadcrumbs in the other ones, right? All the other ones have breadcrumbs, but the, the Tony's the Tony's balls, that's what they're called. The, the, the Tony's, the sausage and pepper guy. Sausage and peppers, they're gluten-free, mm -hmm. and they're so good. We eat them for breakfast. With Unbelievable. Eggs, all the time. <sighs> Unbelievable. I, I would yeah, I, you're never going to leave home. <laughs> No, nope. you are right, never going to. I, I feel bad for the woman you one day marry. <laughs> See that? She's moving in with us. Good luck. Exactly. Oh God, no. She's better off. Just, yeah, really, just what you need. I got two. I got sixteen-year-old twins. Oh my they're Italian. I know they're not leaving until they're fifty. Oh my <laughs> it's, it's part of our deal. So funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to 1-800-283-101.5. We got Nicole Montecalvo. We got her mom, Debbie. We got son, Joey. Your sister's balls. And uh, if you want to call and uh, anything you want to know about meatballs, she's not going to tell you. But you can call anyway. We're not going to tell you. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Now, we got to talk about some of the other specialties as well. And before we go to the break, if anybody wants to uh, find you, you know, uh, where are you? Well, kind of all over. Right. So, um, well, my whole schedule is on my website. But uh, this weekend, we are, where are we? Well, what's the website? You got to get the website. Oh, uh, we're in Bradley Beach on Saturday. Sunday. Or on Sunday. Sunday, Bradley Beach. Mm-hmm. Where else are we? Oh, and then we have private parties Friday. And so, oh, we're at the brewery on Friday. The Ross Brewery in oh, yeah? town. Okay. That place is supposed to be really nice. It's on the water. We're there Friday from 2.30 until like 9.00. Okay. Bradley Beach is Sunday. And then my website is uh, yoursistersballs.net. Your sister's ball. There's like this, not your sister's balls.net. <laughs> your sister's balls.net. <laughs> it's fast traffic. And it's on New Jersey, 101.5. Little ditty about Nicole and Joey and your sister's balls. <laughs> the food truck par excellence. And you go to nj1015.com and the whole story is on the website. Uh, I love the logo. I love the way the truck looks, and uh, you uh, you uh, you really tell the story very well. So uh, so like tell us now, the pandemic hit, everybody got wiped out, and thus was born. We we our truck get a little closer was, to the mic. Was there. ready for us. We picked it up literally as soon as they shut everything down, and we were in a panic because we had the whole summer. We had everything. We had right. so many things, events, and things planned, and. Everything was canceled. Well, wouldn't they like? Wouldn't they like the idea of a food truck for the pandemic? Because right. well, you're in the, the truck beginning. and they're they were, in the house. It was crazy. Were you Nothing. throwing meatballs through the window and I stuff? Mean, we could have did it. We listen. We would have made it work, but they uh, they canceled everything. We had this huge payment every month. I was in oh, a complete man. panic. I'm like, we're not going to be able to do this. But I um, I actually got on Facebook and I put our menu out and mm-hmm. I started delivering food. I delivered food. I had my son running up to people's doors. I hired oh, yeah. delivery kids, everything. And we would cook in the kitchen and we would bring everything all over the place. We had different towns, different nights. I did Middletown one night. I did another town another night. And that got us through like a year, I think, of the pandemic right Just in the beginning. That, yeah. The yeah. best thing about it, though, is that once you, once you get adopted, once they love you, yeah. you're in. You are in, right? And, and that's what happened. Yeah. You know, because you got so much business now. You're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking to my sister. She lives in Manalapan. And oh, I told okay. her, I go, oh, your sister's balls, they're great. <laughs> so that's not how you say it. <laughs> uh, now, you, uh, now, do you want to make a career out of this, Joey? Is this... Uh, what, the meatballs? You wanna, you, are you going to become Joey Meatballs? Is this the he thing? I mean, is Joey Meatballs. Yeah, that would that would be great. Like restaurants and stores, all what restaurants? The food truck works. Uh, Your sister's balls, like everywhere. Yeah, global. Sister's balls to the left of me. Sister's balls to the (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah. Now you make the seafood balls as well. Oh, those are the best. You love those. Oh, those are my favorite. Balls are really good. They're crab meat, shrimp, and scallops. And we put I just put like the tiniest amount of breadcrumb on the outside, just so they get nice and crispy. 
Oh, there's nice. no fillers. There's no crap in there. They're amazing, amazing, amazing. See now, are these like old family recipes? I mean, where did you did you think this up, or these were these handed yeah. down from the generations? Well, yeah, my my mother, my father, my grandparents. The meatballs have been. I mean, I don't remember not having meatballs. I think I was making meatballs since I was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I remember a Sunday without that. Um, the sausage and peppers we did as soon as we started. Because we knew we needed a few other ones, and I really didn't know. We never made any other kind of meatballs at home, so we st- we started with the sausage and peppers. The turkey I was making for Joey when he was on a diet, and he loved them, so we brought those yeah. in. Yeah, but you yeah, can make turkey meatballs taste good. That's saying something. You know what? People don't even know that they're turkey. <laughs> that's really saying yeah. something. That's how good they are, and that's how I started giving them. I didn't tell him they were turkey. He thought they were the beef meatballs, and they were turkey. And I was trying to help him with his diet, you know, in a little a little way. Oh. And, uh, I got a guy, I got a guy who uh, who runs the best balls contest in New Jersey, oh my God. Uh, and this would be Big Guy Matson. And when I put when I told him you were coming on, we actually he was listening last night, and I promoted that you were coming on. Oh and God. when he heard that you were coming on, he sent me a text, and he's on the line right now. What's up, Big Guy? Hey, Steve, how you doing? I love my sister's balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not your sister's your balls. Sister. Your sister's balls. <laughs> your sister's balls. Um, first off, Joey, what a uh, what an inspirational story for a young man to kind of come up with a business plan and pitch it to your mom, and then it turned out to be such a success. If that isn't a college essay to get you into a great business school, I don't know what is. So. Aww. Congratulations on that. Your future. It's only fourteen. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. And he, and he did it at ten. Yeah. So it was just really entrepreneurial, and I really commend you for that because most young people aren't thinking in that direction, and you are. So you're you're going to end up ahead. But as far as the business model goes, it, it's think about it, it's true. Um, sister and mom, mom and sister, mom and pop kind of a business, which New Jersey is really built on. And, and what I loved about the article that you wrote, Steve, is that I haven't yet met a person who makes meatballs that doesn't include the ingredient of love. Is mm. it? That's, it's just a consistent message. We've heard it over and over. And, and to your point, Jersey Pizza Joints Group, public group on Facebook, does do the best balls in Jersey contest during Pizza Bowl uh, each February. And I would urge you to get your fans to vote for you and get into the finals. We'd love to give you the trophy for the best balls in Jersey, oh, which sounds that. like you deserve. <laughs> oh, you could take it around the truck, we right? Have people that. could hold it. It'll yeah, be nice. That would be awesome. You could, in fact, you hold it and we'll throw the meatballs in it. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a contest. That'd be great. A meatball gun. You know those guns that they shoot with the, the t-shirts? Gun. We got to get one that shoots out meatballs. See, guy, look at this. We're constantly coming up with ideas for you. <laughs> I, I I love it. So keep up the good work, Joe. Your future is bright. Steve, thanks for uh, taking the call. You got it, pal. That's big guy Matson. The, the, you got to see this awesome. thing. I, like, I can't, I'm going to get on his Facebook as soon as we get out of here. I can't wait to see it. Hundreds, like 800 pizzerias enter this thing. Wow. And it works its way up. That's and great. he heard you. And when I saw this and, you know, when I when I saw the video, 
And I can't wait to taste the meatball. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Wow. All right, so now, so now what, are the, what are the plan? Are, are you, is this it? Like, you're, gonna, you're staying in business. You're not, this yes. wasn't something you did to kill time. What did you do before the, the truck? My, my father's side of the family is in the restaurant business, so I worked with him. I was oh, in okay. the catering business with him for a while, so I was, uh, but I was kind of bored. Uh-huh. I worked backstage. I did a lot of shows and met a lot of people. I had a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work, and I wanted something for myself. And so this uh, really by accident started, and and uh, we're well, here. This now. is great. <laughs> well, so my best of luck now. Right, so uh, before I get you out of here, plug yourself. Where you going? Where you going to be? And uh, let's give the website, and uh, maybe we get Debbie to say, or just, just get a microphone and say hello, and that would be it. Yeah, Mom, get on. Come Tell on, look at that. Just speak mm. into the mic. Just, Mom. You're going to say hello, and some talent agent is going to call and say, who is that woman that said hello? With a horrible voice, I'm giving you the schedule. All right, here's okay. the schedule. Okay. So our website is net, and right. we'll, I put everything on there where we're going to be, all of our events and stuff. Um, this Friday, we are at Ross Brewery in Middletown. Um, where else are we? Am I, I can't even read Bradley this. Be- then Bradley Beach. Bradley Beach on Sunday. 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 Uh, what else? Well, that's good. The rest we can get from yeah, the website. Go on the website. Yeah, don't worry about it. Go on, go on the website. Yeah, your go. sister's balls. We're on Instagram. Net. And the Instagram. And the yeah. Instagram. At your sister's balls, NJ. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, see that? He's, he's on it. Joey, you did a great job. <laughs> Welcome to your radio debut. Someday you take over this mic. Uh, Nicole, best of luck. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for coming down. Debbie made this happen. I call up and I get Debbie. And next thing I know, I got you. And here we are. And uh, best of luck. Ryan, do I have the, uh, do I have what I need here? Is the news, is is it all ready to go or what are we doing? I don't want to, I don't want to hit something and have nothing happen. Uh, All right, hold on. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. And uh, I'm going to, do I hit it? It's a, it's a whole technical thing. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Let's talk amongst ourselves while we wait to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> All right. So the seafood balls have the breadcrumb on the out. And, oh and then, and then you, you like those the I'm best. Getting, I'm getting even more hungry. And the tur- now, what are some of the other specialties? Because I went on so your Facebook we do, page. We do mini calzones. Right. They're those like empanada sized. So I saw good. the ravioli. The fried raviolis. They're kind of boring. The rice balls. The rice balls are excellent. Rice balls are really oh, yeah. good. I um, like that's what my sister likes. She liked oh, the, the rice, rice balls. balls. Yeah, yeah, the rice balls are good. We do, uh, you get a couple of rice balls, sauce on top. We put a little regatta cheese. Do we still do the fried zucchini? I do zucchini flowers, but we only do them. Oh, you do the flowers? Oh, I love yes. the flowers. Oh, my Those gosh. Those are sick. We yeah. go through them like crazy, but only we only do them when we do Italian feasts and festivals because the real Italians, everybody yeah. else, they don't even know they don't, they, the they don't get the flowers. They don't get the flowers. So we do it for all the Italian stuff, and they love them. Oh, They're yeah. really good. We stuff them with mozzarella. They, like, always sell out. Like, yeah, they yeah. do. They're really good. I'm surprised you haven't blown up. <laughs> but there's, like, when you work in the bakery, right? Yeah. You don't eat the cake. You just yeah. do the work. Yeah. I mean, we try. I eat. <laughs> you eat. <laughs> You're the taste tester. Yeah. Uh, we have to do Joey spicy balls this summer. We oh, made, that was made, that's an OG. Oh yeah, that's an OG. Okay. Um, we made 
we cu- we fried long hots, right. nice and crispy, chopped them up, and just threw them in the in the mix. Nice. And so they were spicy, but not. Come where a little your closer to the mic. Come you're, you know, your mouth isn't burning, but they had like mm-hmm. that little kick to them. They were amazing, and all the oil Very from good. the long hots came out. Oh, they were yeah. amazing. We got to do that again. That was an idea I came up with, like probably right after San Gennaro. Yeah, we were just like yeah. chilling, and we were trying to figure out some new stuff, and I was. That's what that's what came up. Yeah. Nice. Spicy balls. I think I just <laughs> ate some like spicy ramen noodles or something, yeah, and then I was like spicy meatballs. You know that could be cool, and we tried it out, and they they turned out really good. Mm-hmm. Like they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you get that's food. the fun of this because you just get ideas. Yeah. And what would work in a meatball? Stuff. Yeah. And just throw it out there. Yeah. You know, throw it out on your Facebook page. What would work in a meatball? Yeah. <laughs> and you get all that. the we ideas. All right, so it's uh, it's uh, your sister's balls dot net, mm-hmm. and you've got to check it out. Best food truck ever. One truck. Oh, thank you. One truck. Yes. We gotta get more trucks. I don't know if we're gonna get more trucks. Maybe we'll do like a little cafe or restaurant kind of thing. But How about a, a truck and a moped. I got the moped. You got the moped. I'm on moped All right, duty. a truck and a moped <laughs> parked outside Cole's Neck High School. <laughs> when I was there, it was Marlboro High School. That was it. Yeah. All right, it's 9.34. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Oh, my God, what a fantastic. What a fantastic time. Go on nj1015.com. Check out your sistersballs.net. And uh, coming up at uh, 10.10, we got tattoo removal. If you got that tattoo that you want to get rid of, there's a new place that opened up in uh, Cinnamon that will do it for you. But uh, did you hear what happened uh, with the School of Rock show? Uh, this was at the Ritz Theater down in South Jersey in Haddon Township. Nice theater. I've uh, My friend Joe Matarese plays there a lot. But what happened was uh, two elementary school groups walked out of School of Rock mid-performance last week over concerns about the swearing and inappropriate content in the musical. Now, have you ever seen School of Rock? Uh, it kind of raises a couple of questions. Uh, the Rich Theater Company in Haddon says, Township says 172 students, teachers, and chaperones, more than 70% of the audience, abruptly bailed on last Wednesday's performance after their teachers deemed the show inappropriate and unsuitable for their age groups. This according to a statement from the theater on the Facebook page. We would like to invite those students and parents to to return to the Ritz for one of the remaining performances of School of Rock free of charge, the statement said. The walkout included 144 attendees from Hartford Upper Elementary School in Mount Laurel, which sent its fifth graders to the performance, and 28 audience members from the Kelman Brown Academy of Voorhees, which sent third graders. Uh, The show includes mild profanity, including uh, the word uh, bitch, according to the report in the Philadelphia Inquirer. The production also included other words I'm not going to say they didn't deem appropriate. Uh, D-bag, one of them. And, uh, of course, today's production is based on the movie with Jack Black. So, uh, School of Rock is recommended for ages 8 and older, contains occasional strong language. And this is publicly accessible show information. Uh, basically what it comes down to is this. The schools didn't deem the language appropriate for the kids. I personally have no problem with it. Uh, my son's a 16. They've, they've heard cursing all their life. You cannot live in New Jersey without hearing cursing. But 
if anyone had a problem with this, why didn't anybody check prior to the show what the show is about? Or if anybody had a problem with this, why not see the show, watch the movie, ask questions, and then decide what the problem, and then decide whether or not you want to go, as opposed to embarrassing the actors on stage and the theater by walking out mid-performance, which I feel bad for the people, uh, you know, putting on the show and dealing with it because, you know, they dealt in good faith. They figured, you know, the buyer knows what they're buying. Uh now, during the trip, the teachers... Uh, now, this is um, Stephen Dorkin as a school spokesperson. Uh, prior to attending, we spoke with Rich Theater Company and were advised the content of the production was age-appropriate for these students. Well, everybody's got a different idea of what that is. During our trip, our teachers felt that the language used in the production was not age-appropriate for eight- and nine-year-old students and made the decision to leave the theater during the production. Again, somebody didn't do... Some teachers, somebody didn't do their homework. So, your thoughts on this. 1-800-283-101.5. Is this the school's fault? Is this the theater's fault? That these, uh, you know, they, they go on a class trip, they're going to see a movie, only to find out that there's uh, profanity. So, what do they do? They up and leave. Now, I understand if they're really that worried about it, they should up and leave. You know, if they're worried about maybe parents complaining about the language. Uh, but again... How many parents saw I, I, I imagine all the parents saw School of Rock and should have no problem with it. Or if they did, then they say, School of Rock, you're not going to that. But it just seemed that, like it fell through the cracks. So your thoughts on that. But the other thing I want to know from you, at 1-800-283-101.5, have you ever walked out on a performance, any performance, be it a movie, be it a show, a comedy show, a play, anything. Was there ever anything that you went to uh, that was so bad that, and it's your opinion, so I mean, I, I really don't want to slam anybody here, so I you know, try, to be, try to be delicate, but was there anything, did you ever walk out on a performance? I, uh, the patron saint of the Steve Trevor Lee show is Bill Hicks, and I got to bring him on stage in Philadelphia back in the early 90s, and the thing about Hicks, uh, before he went on stage, he turned to Chris Rich, the other comedian, and said, let's see how many of them I can walk. You know, because people would just up and leave because he was so over the top. Gilbert Gottfried was another one. So over the top. I ran Catch a Rising Star for five years. And there were times when people would, you know, watch the show, get up, and I can't tell, and they'd leave. And that's okay. Uh but have you ever walked out of a show of any kind for any reason? 1-800-283-101.5. minutes on New Jersey 101.5. This summer, take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 has given you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every day this week. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at Hard Rock Hotel. Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. This is the last week you can win a free shortcation. Good luck. 
for all of us here in New Jersey, 101.5. All right, Steve Trevelis. So uh, the Ritz Theater puts on the School of Rock, and they invite a bunch of elementary school kids who book a class trip to go see it. And uh, the beginning of the performance, or midway, 70% of the theater leaves, uh, basically because of the language in School of Rock, which surprises me that uh, no one took the time to check out the movie Uh, or check out the play for content before they would book it for elementary school students to see. Now, the play says it's appropriate for age eight. I have no problem with it. I would have no problem taking my eight-year-old kids to see it. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, my eight-year-old kids saw the movie because uh, that was their guitar phase. When they were playing, uh, you know, they were having all kinds of uh, fun with music before they discovered pro football and the nfl like most boys you know they um, you, you go through the you go through the thomas the train phase and then from the thomas the train phase you go to the star wars phase you go to the lego phase you get a guitar you go through the music phase my sons because they're my sons they went through the beetle phase and um, then one day they got y2k and thus was born pro football they got madden and they learned every player. And, you know, as a dad, as a sports-loving dad, there's nothing better. And if you're, if you're a dad with a, with a young son and you love sports, there's nothing better than the day when the sports light goes on. And you actually talk to your sons about whatever sport you're into, be it football, baseball, basketball, hockey, tennis, whatever. Tennis, I don't know, whatever. Uh... It's, it's, it's the coolest thing because like for me, my father and I, I got respect from my father when we talked about sports. That's like the great equalizer between father and son sports. It's all about opinion. It's all about love of the game. You know, last night we had Ray Didinger on talking about Tommy and me, the play at the Bucks County Playhouse. And that's the great equalizer with a father and a son is when they can actually talk sports. Because that's when, like, for me, I got respect. Because I was such a diehard Giant fan. I knew everything there was to know about the team. And he bet the games. And he wanted my knowledge. And he would give me 10% of whatever he won, which was really cool. And I would take the money, went down to Lou Rasmus on 59th and Broadway and buy football equipment because I played at the time. But, uh, but that, to me, is the great equalizer. But getting back to School of Rock, you know, we curse more in New Jersey than anywhere else. If you're really worried about your kids hearing profanity, then you're going to have to keep them locked in a room until they're 21. Because this is New Jersey. We curse, therefore we are. But as far as uh, 70% of the people walking out on that performance, I feel bad for the actors. I feel bad for the theater who is embarrassed because they weren't expecting that. And uh, as far as the schools go, in my opinion, those teachers should have done some homework and just, uh, you know, taking a look at the play to see exactly what was going on. And if they did have a problem, then cancel it before time. I mean, what do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. What? Okay. Uh, wait, all right, so uh, coming up, have you ever had to get a tattoo removed? Let's talk. If it happens in Jersey, you'll hear it on New Jersey 101.5 and read about it on NJ1015.com. 
is the number. Beautiful Tuesday night in New Jersey. Memorial Day weekend is upon us. Can you believe that Memorial Day weekend is just a few days away? I mean, you blink your eyes. Really, seriously, where does the time go? And we're going to have nice weather for it. Uh, if you go to nj1015.com, check out the Steve Trevelisse page. Uh, we've got 16 great tips for Jersey day trips. We've got a beloved Italian Saluma Lea, which is closing in Millstone, which is a place that I love. Uh, A&S. And uh, I wrote a great tribute to Anthony uh, on NJ1015.com. It's uh, the kind of place that it was a hangout, uh, along with being a great Saluma Lea. Uh, hold on. New Jersey 101.5, who's this? Hi, this is Carmen. Carmen, how are you? You're from the tattoo removal. You're from Removery. Yeah, that's right. Wow, you know what? I, I was going to, you know, we're talking about this this hour. And congratulations, today was the grand opening in Cinnamon of the Removery. Uh, tell us about Removery. You remove tattoos. We remove tattoos. Yeah, so it's a very specialized um, business where all we do is remove tattoos. Um, people come in, uh, we take a look at it and we explain to them how it's going to happen. We treat you once every six to eight weeks at first, and then a little longer in between, uh, going forward. But basically what the lasers are doing is just break the ink particles small enough so your body can absorb and carry the ink away. Wow. And how, now these are all, not only all over the country, they're all over the world. You've got locations in Australia. Tell us about Removery. We do. We have right now, I think we're at 152 between all three countries. Right. Um, we started as a group that merged together, a group of four uh, different companies. And we started with 33 about three years ago. So we've been uh hard at it growing the business and like when it comes like what are some of the tattoos uh, that you can remember like some of the craziest tattoos that you ever had to remove in your lifetime oh my god there are so many (laughs) you know what that's that's what made me fall in love with the business is just you know a we're changing lives and i didn't realize getting into it but we're changing lives and that's really inspiring and and exciting but just some of the funny stuff. And clients know it's funny, too. You know, like random cactuses or <laughs> <laughs> the good old um, infinity or the, you know, lower back tribal. Just, you know, dolphins. Dolphins. <laughs> We're talking with Carmen Vander Heiden Brody, the vice president of clinical operations at Removery. They've opened a new location in Cinnaminson. Uh, in fact, they started opening the new, it opened today, uh, 175 Route 30, Sweet G. And, uh, you know, uh, did you ever, like, I can imagine, like, you're looking at some of these. Did you ever want to just look at them and go, why did you do this? What, what made you do this? They walk in going, don't judge me. 
Don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you keep a straight face? (laughs) A lot of times they don't want you to. Like, they want you to laugh with them. Yeah, it was hilarious. Listen to this story. You know, me and got drunk. We had to dare. Um, You know, we dared that each of us would put on what the other wanted, no matter what it was. And, Uh you know, so... You know, we have guys who who will have the other guy's name put on them, or just random hilarious stuff. <laughs> see, it must have been great during COVID because then, if you're wearing the mask, you, they couldn't see the laughing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. gee, that's really a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. It you, was funny. COVID was interesting for our business because people sat at home. Right. They could order two machines on Amazon. And so, you know, that was the mother's worst nightmare. We had so many. They were getting tattoos through Amazon? Yeah, they were getting the tattoo machine. Oh, the, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. After. That must have been a cash register for you. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, great idea. Get the tattoo machine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. It was, you know, it was one of those things where we went in and, and had no idea that this was going on. But then, of course, COVID ends and, and all these people start coming in. We're like, oh, holy <laughs> <laughs> With their head hung in shame. <laughs> I know. Generally, being drugged by their ear, you know, by their mom. How many? How many spellings did you have to correct? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's that's a big thing because if you think about it, when you get a, a, a some sort of something or written something on yourself, right. you're looking at proof that they're going to do it, but you're looking at it in a mirror, so it's backwards to you. <laughs> I didn't even so think of that. Of, yeah, and so a lot of times. You know, yeah, yeah, there will be misspellings and we're trying to take this letter out or we're trying to do this so that the artist can make a, an E back into a C or something, you know. Um, yeah, that's, that's, again, a lot of what we do. That's another thing, right? Did you ever see someone try to like, uh, okay, so so they get the tattoo, they, they want to get rid of it or they figure they could modify it, like change the spelling of a name, turn like a Michael into a Michelle or something like that. <laughs> Exactly. It happens, you know, it happens quite often. And we do reduce tattoos or fade them so Mm -hmm. that people have to go darker and bigger to get a cover up. So that's a big part of our business as well. They'll they'll fade it down enough so that they can get the art that they really want as opposed to what is bigger and darker to cover something they don't like. Can you like can you completely remove the tattoo? Is that even possible? It is possible. It you know it takes some time, um, but it is completely pop- possible. We have hundreds of pictures on our website of mm-hmm. mobile. One picture of a tattoo. One picture of a naked arm. <laughs> the, af- <laughs> the after picture, <laughs> and not only that. This week at Mar- Removery, the naked arm comes with a bicep. <laughs> so even get even work out. It's perfect. I-, I love this. You know, I read I read the you know the um, the release, and I'm thinking how cool this must be because you're like you guys are like heroes, right? People show up in despair and they leave. How you make people happy? We do, we do, and, and it's so exciting to see, like, you know, the, the change, uh, especially 
people coming out of, out of our ink program. So we have a program that helps to re- we remove for free uh, hands, neck, and face tattoos um, on like the job stopper tattoos on people who have been far- formerly incarcerated or part of um, the the sex trade industry or hate tattoos. We'll take all those and re- and remove them for free in order to help them out to get jobs and whatnot. So those especially you see that that transformation you know it's some they generally come in not so confident mm-hmm. about appearances but you see as they come in and they're getting more and more and more confident it's you know that's that's why we're here and that's why we're so excited about what we do yeah the psychological effect that it has because people you know they they get them and it seemed, it seemed like a good idea at the time. And uh, then when they can actually remove it, you know, the, the change in the personality must make you so happy to witness. Oh, it's, it is incredible. It really is incredible. Is there anyone that stands out in your mind? Any story of someone that came in, you know, and uh, you removed the tattoo and it really did change them good? Yeah, you know, there's there's this one guy that, that started coming in. His uncle actually called and said, hey, you know, my nephew is in Boston and, you know, he's he's really struggling and he has a couple of tattoos on his face. You know, he, at that time we didn't have the program. He's like, I'm willing to pay, just will you do this? And like the first time the kid came in and he wouldn't look up, look down the whole time, you try oh. to engage him it, it it was like one word answers. He just couldn't wait to get out of there. The hat was pulled, you know, almost barely could see his eyes. Oh. And coming in, hat came up. He's looking up. He'll make conversation with you. By the time he left, and his uncle even called after, and he's like, I don't know what you did. Did you have psychological help in there? What did you do? But it was, no, he was just confident about what he looks like now. Wow, and you, you're responsible for that. Uh, Carmen Vander Heiden Brody, Vice President of Clinical Operations at Removery, and the new location is in Cinnaminson, Suite G, 130. If you need a tattoo removed, uh, what seemed like a good idea didn't end up like a great idea, uh, that's where you go. And I want to thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. You got it, Carmen. Thanks for calling. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. The obvious question now. Has anyone ever had a tattoo that they regretted? Tell me your story. Did you ever get a tattoo that you regretted? 1-800-283-101.5. Were you able to get it removed? Or did you just live with it? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelyse. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelyse. All right, so have you ever gotten a tattoo and regretted it? Have you ever, uh, there's a new tattoo removal place in Cinnamons, and I didn't even know that you could get a tattoo removed or that it would be easy. I always thought it would be like once you got it, you were stuck with it. And uh, I've seen people regret tattoos. I mean, like, you know, um, Bob DeBono, my friend, did this bit in his act that, you know, I think it was Bob, that, uh, you know, when your girl gets a butterfly and then she gets older, next thing you know, the butterfly becomes a pterodactyl. <laughs> but, uh, or like, you know, the, the, when, you, when, you get, when you're all built up and you're young, the tattoo looks one way. As time goes by, the tattoo looks like something completely different. Did you ever 
get a tattoo, you regret it. More and more people have tattoos now, of course. I'm not, I don't have tats. I mean, I, I know guys that have the sleeve and all that. And um, I'm just wondering, like, did you ever get one or know anybody that you saw the tattoo and you're like, what were you thinking? What, what made you do that? Sometimes people do it on a bet. You know, you're drunk and uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. The biggest mistake, I think, is when you, uh, when you tattoo your lover on your body. Because that's almost like the kiss of death. You know, because once that happens, you know, then, then you know something's going to happen. And you're going to want to get it removed. Or you're going to want to change the spelling of the name or something like that. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Did you ever get a tattoo you regretted? 1-800-283-101.5. Or better yet, what's the tattoo that you take the most pride in? You know, what's your pride and joy tattoo? What's the one that, you know, you make sure... When uh, people walk in the room and they meet you, that that's what they see. You know, there are times when people would like cover up their tattoos. You know, they'd put them inside their shirt and they could hide it in the business world. And we talked about this once, like, you know, salespeople, you know, should salespeople have tattoos? And my contention was, yeah, because if anything, they're going to attract people with tattoos as buyers. It would be more of a... um, a kindred spirit kind of deal. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had one removed? Or did you ever get one you regretted and eventually had it removed? Were you able to do it? Does it leave any kind of a mark or something? And the other thing, too, is, you know, what's uh, let's talk tattoos. What's the uh, weirdest tattoo you've ever seen? Or one that you can't believe this person got that tattoo? Or a tattoo that surprised you. You know, you think about the psychological aspects, like I was talking to Carmen about. You know, people who feel like when they want to remove it and they feel so bad that they can't, and then they're able to get it done, and you see the change in the personality. But uh, was there ever that story that, you know, somebody went out and got drunk or somebody went out on a dare? I know a guy who... uh, Tattooed Nick Foles, Eagle quarterback Nick Foles on his back because he lost a bet. And you would think that after a while that there'd be a statute of limitations on that now that Eagle quarterback Nick Foles is no longer Eagle quarterback Nick Foles, nor is he Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback Nick Foles, nor is he Indianapolis Colt quarterback Nick Foles. Now he's unemployed quarterback Nick Foles, but he's still on some guy's back. Uh, and. You know, there are limits you go for betting. Tattooing some guy, some guy's face on your back is not one. You know, uh, I know guys would get team logos tattooed on them. You know, you, you want to get something about yourself, something that says something about you, I guess, if you're going to do it. Uh, but what happens, you know, when you get so, yeah, you never change your team. I guess you'd be safe if you got a team tattoo. Because, you know, a real fan never changes his team no matter what. Even if they're working in Philadelphia as a Giant fan, you would never change your team. That would be a bad idea. But uh, I'd love to hear your story. If anyone has ever gotten a tattoo that they regretted, how long did you keep it before you decided this had to go? 
And uh, how much should it cost? I wonder, like, what does it cost to remove? You know, is it expensive? I don't even know what it costs to get. I know like, some tattoos cost a lot of money. And uh, those are the ones that you want because the ones that are cheap, you really, that would be a good idea to stay away from. But what does it cost to remove a tattoo? And how many times is it painful? It's got to be painful to get, but is it painful to remove? The tattoo of regret. Or do you just like try to get a tan, figuring, okay, well, I'll just bake the thing and no one will know. Or I'll wear, I'll wear long sleeves. Did you ever get a tattoo you regret? I have, uh, I guess I'm not a tattoo person. Ryan's a tattoo person. You a tattoo? You don't have a tattoo, do you? I do not have any tattoos, but uh, this is a story of a tattoo that's not removed, but the one that my parents sure wish was growing up, they always told us, you know, if you get a tattoo, I'm going to sand it off your arm in your sleep. Get out. Yeah. So, and your brother got one? So, yeah. So my brother moves out of the house a couple years later. He's, you know, feeling ballsy and stuff. So he gets a tattoo right smack on his wrist, right below his hand, like the most visible spot. You know, you could put on sleeves, you could still see it. Right. And he kept it hidden from my parents for like a month, just whenever they'd pass by, hand against the stomach, behind <laughs> him, hand like all over, and he still has it to this day. And they don't know? They they know now. Do they listen to you? <laughs> <laughs> they attempted, no, they didn't oh. try to sand it off of him, but they, they were very upset. <laughs> yeah, it was nice of them, that. Yeah. So one night while he's sleeping, ouch, what is that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I what's would, the tattoo? It's a um, so he he uh, kind of dabbled in blacksmithing for a bit. So it's an anvil with like a fire behind it. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of cool looking. He dabbled in blacksmithing. Yeah, it's a it's a long story. That's a weird. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a but, uh, you need more time than fifty seconds for that. He was an apprentice to a guy in South Africa because he was te he was married temporarily to a woman from South Africa. Your brother was. Yeah. So while he was there. He was an apprentice, and he learned a little bit and then came back and tried working for a bit. But, I mean, in New Jersey... Not a big market a, for blacksmiths in New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, right? yeah, so... We've gotten cars now. We've grown yeah. out of the horses. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of ruined everything. Yeah. Wow. So he got a, he got the anvil. So he must have liked it if he wanted to tattoo his body with it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And I think if, if I were to get a tattoo that I would eventually come to regret and want to get off, I'd probably get one... Uh, that had a, uh, it was like, it'd be a fast food logo, but the fast food logo would have to look like an animal. So like, if it was like a McDonald's thing, it'd look like a bird or like the Burger King would be like, I don't know, like really a king crab. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't get it that too. Although like, I see, I can see like the giant logo or a beetle thing. That would, that would just be weird. Mm. Nah. A giant beetle. A, a giant beetle. There we go. <laughs> New Jersey 101.5. You ever heard of Piles Grove. Piles Grove? Piles Grove. That's in New Jersey, right? Yeah. I think I've heard of it. I don't know where it is, but I've heard of it. It's by Gomerville. Gomerville? Gomer Pile. Is that by Buttsville? Buttsville. No, no. Gomer Pile was a sitcom in the 60s. Okay. From the Andy Griffith Show. You never saw the Andy Griffith Show? I've, see, I've seen one episode of the Andy Griffith one Show. One episode? It was in TV history. Oh, really? Not to make you feel old. Well, it's all TV history, right? The show that was on last week was TV history. That's true. We we would talk about things that had just aired as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Which would be there weird. was a class called TV history. 
Yeah, it, so it you was, took a class called TV. Somebody paid for that, but it was with uh, da- the one and only David Biancooley. Oh, I love David Biancooley. He was yeah. uh, he wrote for the Daily News. I yeah. interviewed him a long time ago. He was a television critic for the Daily News, wow. the New York Daily News, the big one, the big one, <laughs> the one people read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now it's like five pages and three dollars, so not so much. Yeah. Are you ready? I think so. Here's where we get our news. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. I could teach a course in TV history. <laughs> Somebody paid for that? Yeah. See, that's college, right? They force you to take those stupid electives. You're like, oh, this sounds good. Meanwhile, you're paying a student loan off to watch the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, but then I wouldn't have known what you were talking about when you said the Andy Griffith show. See, it already paid off. It already paid dividends. <laughs> Someday you will be in a studio with a moron who will talk about the Andy Griffith show. You will know what he's saying. <laughs> this yeah. test will be graded. <laughs> yes. So uh, what we got? So the healthiest states in the U.S. Where does New Jersey rank? Uh, New Jersey residents. After those meatballs? After right the, at the top. <laughs> good for the soul. Uh, so the Garden State ranks as the 10th healthiest state in the nation, which is better than both New York and Pennsylvania. So, really? Yeah. Uh, and well, this who is. Who the hell wants to be healthy? You can't be healthy in New York. <laughs> you can't even breathe in New York. Well, so that's actually some of the things that they go through is uh, New Jersey adult smoking is 14.5%. Uh, really? Oh, the obesity prevalence is 28.2%. Uh, I don't know why this is something that's counted, but I guess there's factors in it. 5.8 point, 5.86% uh, cancer among adults and 17.75% depression in adults in New Jersey, which is kind of disturbing. 17.7% of Jerseyans are depressed? Yeah, so almost uh, that's almost uh, the one in every five. The rest of them haven't five. gotten their tax bill yet, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Uh, sorry, I'll get back to that one later. Uh, okay. LeBron James has joined the fight for Taco Bell to liberate Taco Tuesday from uh, Taco John. LeBron James just got swept by the Denver <laughs> Nuggets and uh, kicked to the curb uh, last night in basketball. Was pretty good. He needs a reason to pe- for yeah, people to like him, I he guess. He needs more than a taco. <laughs> well, what's funny about him joining the fight to liberate Taco Tuesday is that his team at one point tried to uh, trademark themselves. The Lakers? Taco- uh no 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 his his like personal like the the LeBron James like you oh, know his, his team? people tried team LeBron team LeBron tried to, team James they tried to uh, they tried to copyright Taco Tuesday back yeah back in like 2019 and now or where, so whenever you can it was, make money off of it yeah uh, because I guess that was a thing he well used no to there say, were guys uh, that would do that like there were guys years ago mm-hmm. that dot uh, com guys where they would just whatever they could think of radio.com. Whatever it was, dot com. And oh, they would just, it was like, it was like $40 a copy. It was really cheap to copyright. So you had these guys who were copywriting everything. And then when you decided you wanted to open your business, comedy.com. So yeah. I'm going to open my business. I'm going to open a comedy. I'm going to call it comedy.com. Uh uh uh. Murray Schwartz has it a copyright. You got to go pay him. And that's how they would make the money. Oh my gosh. For real. That's awesome. That's, that's why a lot of, like, for instance, that's why you see a lot of dot nets. Because .com was already covered. That makes sense. That's like worse than ticket scalping. It's preventative. It's, 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 it's not so much preventative, pres- not presumptive. There's, a, I don't know, forecasting. If you yeah. just take the word 
and you dot. I want to. I want to copyright this dot com. Somebody's going to want to do it. I mean, hell, people would, for instance, right, say, uh, I don't know, Justin Bieber. He's about to hit. Somebody copyrights JustinBieber.com. Oh, man. Now he wants to use it. Hello? See, like, I... I because it was the very beginning of, of, the, of the... The internet was the Wild West. Yeah. So this was all just happening. So you had guys who had the foresight to know that people, companies, whatever, were going to start doing this. They were going to start wanting to go to... They hadn't gone to websites yet, but they were about to. Yeah. So somebody says, I'm going to copyright McDonald's.com. Yeah, but I, I almost feel like that should be not like illegal, but there should be some sort of law. Like if you don't Why? use the website, you know, eventually, like you should... It, it's your website. Do whatever you want with it. I guess. They tell me you have to use it. I guess. Right. I don't know. Like, I feel like if someone's going to use it for their business and they that's their and business. They have like the name trademarked, I almost feel like, you know, they should be able to make a case to say, you know, they're just holding on to this, that they can make money off of me. This is like extortion that's, or something. It's not extortion. That's the deal. Um, you want the name? You pay me for the name. Well, I don't like it. Well, that's all right. <laughs> and that's why they want to get rid of this Taco Tuesday trademark because it should be for well, the masses. who owns it? Uh, Taco John's. Oh, I Taco believe. John's owns it. Yeah, let me see. Taco John's. Taco Braun yeah, would Taco like John's. to get it from Taco John. Yeah, Taco... Well, maybe it has, Maybe this is what's going on. Maybe this is like another clue. Because LeBron James was hinting at retirement. So oh, maybe wow. because they got swept so badly, even though he scored 40 points in the last game. Oh, wow. Maybe this is like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit the Lakers and all this money, and I'm going to go work in a Taco Bell <laughs> on Tuesday. I'm going to go be a franchisee with Taco Bell. Uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm, what What was I going to say here? Well, hold on. Say it after this. And it's New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. Ryan Bissell. What's going on? Bringing us to the top of the hour. Trevia tomorrow night. Uh, Gemini is going to be here. Justin Gonzalez is going to be here. Jeffrey Paul is going to be here. Mark Rigadano will not be here. He's on assignment. Oh. Yes, he's a... He's searching for the Holy Grail. Undercover. Yes, he's undercover. Uh, so what else have we got going on? All right. An NJ driver was clocked going more than twice the speed limit on a PA turnpike. A uh, New Jersey man was clocked going 142 miles per hour. Wow. On the Pennsylvania turnpike, and he led uh, officers on an eight-mile pursuit uh, during that time. They're allowed to chase? Uh, so he failed to stop for a, uh, a, a trooper who caught his Hyundai Elantra on radar in the eastbound lanes in Upper Mifflin around 445. Elantra did 141 miles an hour? Uh, Downhill? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, and the speed limit posted was 70. So he was going oh, 142. Yeah. Um, How about that? He followed Eugene, the officer, uh, sorry, the trooper followed Gene at a high rate of speed until they reached the Cumberland Valley service area. And he swerved across two lanes of traffic into the service area where he came to a stop and was arrested on charges of fleeing. He's only held on a $1,000 bond. That's really? only $1,000. And he, he it's was worth the bragging rights. I mean, wow. I didn't realize a Hyundai Elantra could do that. I mean, I didn't know that was possible for any car to get up to that oh, fast God, with yeah. that many cars on the road. Hans car could do it. And, well, and drives a, a fast car. That's a good car, yeah. That's, well, I mean, well, you know, the old cars, like the muscle cars, yeah, the really cool-looking cars, wouldn't hold a candle to today's cars. No? Because the technology is so much better. But yet, the, today's cars are so boring, 
Now, like, Nissan's doing a whole campaign where they're talking about how their cars are so flashy and everything. We need flashy cars. Yeah. You know, I mean, it used to be, the cars all look the same. I, they all park them next to each other. Walk in any parking lot. They all look the same with just a different, this one's a Hyundai, this one's a Subaru, this one's a Honda. This one, but they're all basically the same car. Yeah. Once upon a time, a Mustang looked different from a Charger, which looked different from a Camaro, which looked different from a 442, which looked different from a Grand National. But they all had style. These cars have one style. There's like three, there's like three <laughs> styles, and that's all the cars. Yeah. I mean, right now it looks kind of like, you know, they, they start with like a rounded shape, something like, a, you know, if you think in your head, like, let's start with a Honda CRV and add some mm-hmm. angles and all right, we're good. And yeah, take and off some it. angles and we're good. That's all they do. And they all kind of copy each other. Yeah. And I like my, uh, my I drive a Ford Focus. Uh-huh. I don't know what version of it has this standard, but my car has a spoiler on it. And although I'm not a big car person, that's always been a something. Focus with a spoiler on it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I've always felt pretty cool, even though I don't take it very fast. And, you know, so it doesn't really do anything. It still looks really cool. There was a Ford made a car once called the Escort. Yes, and it was a it was a pretty boring car. It was like a you know a, a compact little car, but they also made a car, and, and everybody laughed at the Ooh. Escort. Then came the Escort GT, and my old business partner, my DJ company, got an Escort GT. Oh and wow! And they made fun of him until he started driving the thing, and that thing could freaking move. You know, I think my I don't know if it was this one specifically. But my father might have had. Yeah, this one or the, or the Mustang GT? from the '90s that had, was looked like a lot like this one. Yeah, they he were finished it. Yeah, they they those things were fast. Yeah, it looks a lot cooler than the regular version. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other one kind of looks like every '90s car ever. It's got like that rounded shape. The kinda. that was the Escort's evil twin. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? <laughs> All right, uh, Bruce Springsteen and his e- and the E Street Band uh, was. Uh, was sorry was found in Rome. They were playing in Rome for a uh, star. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that tomorrow night. We are for a star-studded audience. Uh, yeah, there was a, a few people in the crowd there. Who was there? Um, there was uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Saka. My gosh, Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen. Yeah, I can't say that word. Sting, Nick Cave, uh, Lars Ulrich from Metallica, and really? uh, just a few. How about yeah. that? My uh, my cousins were there. Really? Yeah. So, There's going to be an upcoming post on that. Oh Send me gosh. that story. My cousins were there. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I got to get a hold of them. I think they're flying back now. The show was last night, right? Or the night before? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't too long ago, so they must be on their way back. The show mm-hmm. was on... Uh, Monday night? Sunday. Sunday night? Yeah. Yeah. I got to get a hold of them. At the uh, Circo Massimo. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ignore my pronunciation on that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know why? Because when the tickets came out and the story was going out, they were like $4,000 for the seats and all that. So my cousin Marilyn, I think, or Donna, one of them went online. Mm-hmm. And the cost of the ticket, you know what the cost To go to that show, uh-huh. $100. So the ticket to get into the show is $100. Right. Yeah. So now it was 1800 to fly there. There and back or just one way? There. There and back. Right? Okay. 1800 for the flight. And the room was like three. So for less than three grand, you know, figure three grand <laughs> rounded off with restaurants and all that stuff, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. So for three grand, you flew to Rome, you saw all the sites of Rome, and they went to, they got there Sunday morning, they went to the Vatican, they got blessed by the Pope and all that. Yeah. Yeah, Santo Domingo, go see Bruce. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they went to the show that night. That's incredible. That, and to think that you'd probably pay the same amount to see him here too. 
Well, if you, if you scalped a $4,000 ticket and then you paid the park. If you got lucky. Over there, right? It was $100 for the ticket. So figure if you sold for $3,000, $4,000, they uh, say three grand. They went and made a trip, went daily and huh. saw the show. And like I said, did what, you know, spent the day, spent the time in Rome. Yeah. That's where I'm going to go see all my Bruce Springsteen concerts, I guess. Yeah. Right. Cause the and they ate the food was good, not as good as your sister's balls, but it was good, you know. Uh, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, we gotta get out of here, man. Good job time. by you. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.